You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, fam fam, what's up? We have another amazing episode with another amazing guest, as always. And before we get into this this specific episode, I do want to remind you guys, if you haven't seen, Spotify now has ratings, just like Apple Podcast does. So make sure you give us five stars. Um, Apple and Spotify, I think, are the only ones that do that. But like, we'll take five stars on yes. those. <laughs> Just say, absolutely. <laughs> Feel free to leave a review on Apple as well. I'm sure Spotify at some point will start doing those too. But it just really helps us out. It really pushes us up in the algorithm and allows other people to discover our show. So thank yes. you if you've already done that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but today's guest, we have Ms. Heidi Cox. And let's see, I personally first met Heidi several years ago through a mutual friend, Donna Ricci. And then when we joined the Geekscape network, we found out that the owner of Geekscape, Jonathan, is actually Heidi's boyfriend, now fiance. So at the end of all of our episodes, when we have a little Geekscape bumper, that's her voice, you guys. Isn't that kind of cool? Like she's actually a guest now. It's amazing. Yeah. But uh, yes. yeah, so we talk about a lot of things. Uh, she is a actress, filmmaker. She creates a lot of her own content. So we talk about that <clears throat> and, you know, where that comes from and building your community to work with and all kinds of things on this episode. So I'm excited for you we guys. Get, we get up open, honest, and vulnerable yeah. and, and like how that can be scary at times. But um, why I it's just important think- too. Exactly. And what you get, like the community or or like, you know, just, just overall, it's not what we do isn't selfish. And I think sometimes we can sometimes shame ourselves into thinking that. And I think I love that, you know, we kind of talk about why it's not and Mm -hmm. and why, you know, stories like what we we get into today are important to share and, and all about that. So I think you guys will hopefully be inspired. And if you are in a situation like like so that you can find hope and and support around 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 yourself and others. Yeah. So. so without further ado, we have Heidi ado. Cox, who's um, I just want to also mention owns the production company Dweeb Darlings, and she'll talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit on the show as well. Yeah. So stay tuned, guys. Love ya. Uh, 
Um, tell us, girl, where you got started, what launched your company, and what recent projects you got going on Aww. now. Let's get into it. That's so it. nice. I was just meeting with my friend, uh, Sean Piccinino. His name, I never can pronounce it right. He's a director, <laughs> and we were just having this conversation about like where we both started. Uh, Sean directed the California Christmas <laughs> movies that are on, <laughs> on Netflix. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that are they're doing, yes. very well. they're doing very well. Uh, I saw some artificial snow in downtown LA shooting. You know, I know, like that's like where it don't happens. you just it's crazy. Don't you just want to really be in one of those cheesy Christmas movies? I do. My mom just watches one. all oh. of them. Right? <laughs> just one, yeah. I just need like that one mm-hmm. Hallmark movie, like yeah, where I get to see how mm-hmm. it. It's actually kind of incredible, like seeing how they like do that in. Well, they, a lot of times they do so. it in Vancouver now. But mm-hmm. but if if Hallmark, Hallmark if you're listening, uh, we are very interested in being in one of your Christmas or holiday themed movies. Um, yes. Anyway, sorry. So I was talking to him about like because he kind of started out as like stunts and stuff, and like I I did theater back home, but I started late. I was kind of a late bloomer because I was shy. I sang, I danced, um, and then I moved to LA. I moved to LA after I split up with a, my fiance that I had in like my early twenties. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, this is a bad match. We shouldn't get married. <laughs> and I want to be, I want to go to LA and, and, and pursue film. Cause there wasn't a lot of, I I'm from South Carolina. There wasn't a ton of film stuff there at the time. I mean, there's more now, especially in Atlanta, but, um, yeah. I came here, I started taking classes. I got a day job. Um, I had several day jobs. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. and then I got into an abusive relationship that lasted for like six years. And, uh, mm-hmm. around the time around year five, four and a half, five of that relationship, I started like a voice in my head started saying like, you you have an idea for something funny. You should just make something, you know, people in post-production, you know, people who have cameras. And like, I think it was that part of me that wanted to survive and like mm-hmm. hear, hear mm-hmm. my own voice again. So that's when yeah. I, that's when I created Stalking yeah. LeVar, which is the web series that I learned how to write. I first learned how to write on. And uh, I created that with my friend, wow. Megan Green, who is, um, she's a sketch comedy person who now she's she's moved to Omaha with her family but very talented and uh so it just started as a funny sketch about two girls that thought LeVar Burton was their best friend and were a little kooky and like not quite in touch with reality and it turned into this whole like dramedy thing uh that was ended up being like uh 14 episodes two seasons Wow. That's a lot. Like, I feel like a lot of web series are like, okay, like five episodes. Mm-hmm. We're, we're cool. We're done. You know? So yeah, they, yeah it's impressive. Well, they're short form, you know, like five to seven minutes, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, um, which was really good. Cause you're kind of writing little short films and uh, yeah. Yeah. And able to push mm-hmm. it out like yeah. quicker and like get it done, yeah. get it actually yeah. done. So that's, that's actually really smart. And it ended, it ended up awesome. saving, kind of saving my life in a way because I, it gave me, a sense of self again, which I had, I'd spent mm-hmm. a lot of time relying on external validation from people. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, carefully approached this story. And, and the more I write, the more I'm willing to reveal about myself and that sort of thing. And the, in the beginning, I was very careful, like, yeah. And, yeah. um, 
I know. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. But what's really funny is even when you're careful and you go back and you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what I was going through. Like you kind of know and you can see it yeah. in your writing. And uh, so it, you know, it, it ended up being being like this really amazing thing that happened because I don't even know that I would have met Jonathan had I not created that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Because I met him through Stephanie Pressman, who, you know, she's a, she she was an actress on on Stalking LeVar and she came and produced a little bit for me on that and uh she's one of my closest friends and she dragged me out to a party one night when I had just split up with a, a, a guy not not the abusive one but I had dated mm-hmm. someone else and and I, that was the night I met him and we became good friends we were friends for a long time so yeah it's crazy right like but I I got out of that abusive relationship because I started to create and I feel like art you attracted another mm-hmm. energy that yeah. you were like moving away from and you kind of had closure from then yeah the past, I just rem- I just way. remember him like being really critical of what I was doing and me going oh I don't really can I can I curse on this show is it okay yes I don't I don't really <laughs> yes. give a fuck what you think anymore like that was really yeah. my I I can't believe I don't give a fuck. What do you think? So I give zero, you know, and like, I was like, okay, bye-bye, yeah. you know, and it took a little bit of time, but I did of not course. care. I did not care what he thought. I was like, I don't care if nobody cares. I care. This is, you know, and yeah. and that's <laughs> yeah. such, I mean, that's growth beyond just that relationship too. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, cause then you realize like, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks, not just that one person, but everybody, yeah. you know, which is like, it's beautiful that art can be such a, a healing thing. It you really know? can. Yeah, it really can. And I mean, we talk about that all the time in Chimera project, which is uh, mm-hmm. the nonprofit uh, female filmmaker um, organization I'm part of, which also, I mean, Dweeb Darlings obviously is for female, female, female filmmakers, non-binary, all of that. Like, but, um, mm-hmm. but the cool thing about Chimera is that there's all these like cool uh, opportunities and, and grant, well, we get grants and then we award, I can't remember exactly the right terminology for it, but we're able to help, <laughs> we're able to help filmmakers that, you know, and yeah. support them and stuff. So, and I, how do you spell that? I'm sorry. Yeah. Chimera. I was going to say, uh, okay. I, I'm going to double check. I know because, and, and I think some people pronounce it chimera or whatever, but we pronounce okay. it chimera. It's C-H-I-M-A-E-R-A, the Chimera okay. Project. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah. Chimeraproject.org, I believe. So it's, uh, it's, there's so many, I mean, and I'm the chair of the, to the ambassadors and the ambassadors are the people who show up for the filmmakers and in whatever nice. capacity, whether we're like, oh, I saw this really cool film by this great director writer whatever here's the link to it or i'm at this event with with tessa markle and she just starred in this thing and she wrote you know we that's what we do and then yeah mm -hmm, we we promote that's amazing like that's so important because i know we run into a lot us personally but also just seeing it with other female filmmakers is like it's so tough to break in because so much more is expected from us as women, which is, you know, it's just such a like hypocritical double standard kind of thing, but it's like, we just, we have to prove ourselves to be able to make it to the next step. Over and over. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So having advocates is like, it's, it's huge. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just complaining to Sean a minute ago about how, like, I, 
I mean, I'm not getting a lot of auditions and I don't know why I like have all this mm-hmm. footage in my reel. I've been nominated for best actress at several film festivals. Like I, you know, I have headshots. My, my agent's fine with all this stuff and he doesn't know the reason mm-hmm. why either. And it's like, I mean, I know, I know like casting women, like there's still fewer roles for women, but it's just, it's kind of always been that way since I moved here. It's like, nobody really, yeah. there's like, I know there's not a magic formula. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's why like <laughs> we've found at least some power in producing so mm-hmm. we could have a little yes, bit ma'am. more control, but <laughs> yeah, getting, getting still the opportunities, the funding, the, mm-hmm. you know, all of that is, is still other hurdles in the process of like getting our own work Absolutely. done. Yeah, I know. Like, I think so many, I mean, that's definitely the reason why I shot stuff. I needed footage mm-hmm. and I wanted to show what I could do. Yeah. You know, so you write roles that you're like, I've always wanted to play a physical yeah. comedy role, or I've always yeah. wanted to do a musical or I've done all that stuff. Like, you know, I've fallen on my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love too that like, well, I love it and I hate it because I wish it didn't have to be this way. But I love the fact that, you know, as an actor, like for me, acting is still my number one thing that I'm pursuing. Same. But as an actor, having the filmmaking like title or whatever, you know, as well, kind of like legitimizes you in a way. Like it makes people think like, okay, they're not just sitting at home waiting for auditions. Like they're taking that, um, that initiative and, you know, creating that for themselves. So yeah, it's almost like a requirement these days in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. And thank you for sharing your, your past. Um, I've come from a similar past and in my writing, that is what I've centered on in the past couple of years. And even with our psychological thriller, that is the central theme is like toxic abusive relationships and I've extended it to also friendships yeah um, after reflecting too um Mm. of those in my life and that it's just like wow I've really been maybe there's just something I haven't really like traits I haven't looked out for in people or noticed until like later in my life that wow I've I've been constantly like attached to these people who know how to manipulate or you know it's true and it, it's, it's, it's been a crossover in both friendships and a really bad relationship I've had. So I get it. And like, yeah, that person, when I started writing our first script, uh, Cherka La Dona, which we want to work on after our sci-fi, because it needs more money. Because um, <laughs> it needs a lot Tell more money. Tell me about money. it, girl. Tell me about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I was just like, I, the, I love that you mentioned the editing because I was still with that person. Yeah. And I was just like, I was using like almost verbatim things that he'd said mm-hmm. to me. But then I was like, uh, but then I was like, wait, like he might, mm-hmm. you know, see that. Mm-hmm. Like it was still like I hadn't fully detached and and a lot of it was fucked up as it's toward in terms of like my career choices. He really didn't like me being an actress, um, wanted me to really be a producer so I could like not be in that spotlight and like. <laughs> And so, he sounds he sounds great. You know? He sounds great. He sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm so I'm so um, sorry you went through that. I am very sorry. No, I'm just saying like I thank you. I and I'm I would say I'm sorry too, but you know, if anything, it's brought us to where we are today yeah. as women in order to empower. And that's why I care to write about these stories. It's healing for me, but also I'm like you know, I know I'm not alone. You're not alone. And like, it sucks, but it's very common. Yeah, no, I, I started a, I started with comedy and now I'm about to, 
hopefully make this year, I'm hoping uh, a drama about religious uh, and domestic, religious abuse and child abuse within a Southern Christian like uh, family. Like that's mm-hmm. that, and that, mm-hmm. and it's based on some stuff in my life too. And I know it's gonna probably upset some people, but I'm gonna, I think it's important to share these things, you know, yeah. and, and bring Absolutely. I mean, I was, I was Mormon while I was going through that. So <laughs> I was? like, if we talk, I was Mormon oh, like, while yeah. I was going oh, through gosh. that. So there was also a lot of religious mm-hmm. guilt, and that was part of that like I had an issue leaving that relationship because of that tie too it was it was really hard I had like complete loss of identity yeah like I didn't I'm so sorry yeah I was I was raised fairly conservative I mean my mom was she's still really cool with me like not being quite on that same (laughs) trajectory oh my parents and I've had to come oh we had to go through our our time but we're cool now and I god I love my dad my 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 relationship with my dad's complicated like they're not together so but Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of and a lot like even my writing in Chasing Fletcher Mm -hmm. Allen my writing in um Stalking the Bar it does have to do with like a father figure like them not Mm -hmm. being there and attaching yourself to other father figures hence love bar burton you know like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so uh yeah you you don't even kind of realize what you're writing until you look back at it sometimes so but uh (laughs) i am i'm sorry you went through that i am excited to see what kind of stories come from it and like how you can help people with that information and likewise yeah yeah Yeah. no I I likewise that's why we love this show so much because then we can hear each other's stories and like hear the backstory Mm -hmm. to the story you know like not everyone's reading my director pitch deck like (laughs) synopsis (laughs) and it's sometimes hard like I was even telling Tessa like I got teary I like I've I was struggling to even write that segment of the pitch deck because that's where I had to be really like upfront and personal about it and I was just like, yeah, like, I don't have you had to have moments like that, too, where you're like, I have to like, actually now take ownership too of this I'm, story. Yeah, in it's my, scary. My personal way. It's so yeah, scary. I'm scared now. I'm like, even though my like, I was driving yeah. over and I was like, should I make that film? Maybe I won't make that, you know, because I'm going to get. Yeah, I'm, you go, you question it all. Like, is this like, okay. And then I almost feel selfish mm-hmm. or like. I'm, and then am, am I really admitting to this and that? I don't know. And your it's abusers like will use that, that, that part of you, that big hearted, kind part of you that like looks and goes, am I being selfish? I mean, part yeah. of religion is yeah. like, I mean, I'm not going to say like all religion because there are really kind people in the church that I grew up in that like are so loving, Same. but there are certain components of religion that, that will really like really beat down your your guilt and your like oh am am, am I putting others before myself am I am I putting God first am I being you know godly and all this is stuff and you end up forgetting to nourish yourself and mm-hmm. and that it's okay to do that right. and it's yeah. okay to mm-hmm. sometimes be quote selfish like you yeah. know <laughs> it's okay to say no it's okay to Putting yourself first doesn't make you selfish mm-hmm. or or just right. being open and honest about something and and wanting to share a story. I mean, that's the thing. Like, exactly. He made me feel like my career was very selfish mm-hmm. and like not about 
family awareness in the future, which I do want. And I do think I can have yeah. both. Why can't yeah, I? Like why? But I need a partner who supports And it's worthy. Yeah. And, That's why I say don't yeah. settle. Like I've got, it took no, a long time to find Jonathan, but mm-hmm. we found each other and he's so loving and adoring and supportive and everything I've ever wanted. And it's like, don't settle <laughs> ever. <laughs> I, yeah. I told, Well, I'm in a, beautiful Yay. relationship now to that person 1000 and that's like something you said and I know we're like going on a relationship okay. tangent here guys but it's important because relationships are what fuels our stories and what gives us a healthy you know awareness whether again friendships or or relationships of the romantic but my yeah like he where was it going with that he like really gives me oh what you said about um, you know, getting what you actually want is attainable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know, I didn't know that I could have exactly what I wanted and you really can't can. like that kind of the, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it affects your ability to write and create mm-hmm. and like, and like actually do the things you need to do. Like this industry is already so fucking it's, hard. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need relationships that drain you or, or like, try to constrict you but that's why this whole conversation we're having right now it isn't selfish and it is important (laughs) that we tell these stories because you know you you're not writing them from a space of just like I imagine this is what happened you're writing them from a space of I actually experienced this so it's it's truth coming through you whether it's you know a fictional story but it's your truth that is these characters are experiencing so then when other people see that then they get it and they have this realization and you know it's like again going back to like abusive relationships and stuff I was in an emotionally abusive relationship a long long time ago but I didn't even know that was a thing until Fifty Shades of Grey came out and people were like talking about that aspect of it and I was like wait really and then like started just like hearing about people talking about it more and I was like oh 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 I can put a label on this now you know so like it's sharing your stories with other people and being vulnerable about it Mm -hmm. allows everybody to relate and identify and be able to either get out of that relationship move on and heal you know however it applies to them so it is super important and is the opposite of selfish really absolutely and then taking care of yourself is kind of the opposite of selfish because if you're not healthy you're not going to be able to be there for other people yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And storytelling is a great way of expressing that. And like you said, there are people that go through these things and they need to hear it. Who knows? Maybe there's somebody out there trapped in a situation. They don't think they have a way out. And just mm-hmm. knowing that they're not alone gives them a little, no. like plants a little seed or waters that seed for a second, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we all like have those thoughts like little by little and and you know if someone if you're hearing more people talk about it too it's like okay I'm not alone and and like yeah maybe I should really consider leaving like I don't need to feel so alone in this I thought that I was all alone until I started creating my show and then all these people were like that's funny idea and then I like it's what what did I it's a thing that I always say it's like um surround yourself with people who already love you instead of the ones you think should you know, which is another way of saying like, go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, Mm. I think that's, that was what happened. It was like, I, I felt like I was this burden and then I put my, I, it's like, you know what, this is what I want to do. And then there were all these people like, we want to do it too. Like, let's all do it together. And then 
you do in friendships, you start learning about like certain friendships that you have that you're like, okay, I need to keep this person here. I need to cut this mm-hmm. thing off. Like I had a friend, one of my yoga teacher friends, she was like, I call it pruning. And she does like these little <laughs> scissors with her fingers. Like, yeah. you know, like if it's, if it's not healthy, then you got to set a mm-hmm. boundary, you know? Yeah. Yes. Hey, fam, fam. Are you getting stuck trying to find the right song or sound effect from free music libraries or not wanting to spend so much money on a subscription plan for just a 30-second clip? That's why we're very excited to tell you guys about our new sponsor, Jambox. They provide affordable music from composers who have worked for people like Michael Bay and Martin Scorsese. Their payment plans only cover what you actually need. And they even have custom plans, ranging from 6 bucks a month to $1,500 a year. There are lots of options. Oh, we've paid way more than that for just one track before. The different price levels cater to every kind of creator, big or small. But all of the pricing plans are pretty fair for exclusive music. So head on over to jambox.io to explore their music libraries, which are, by the way, amazing, and range from a ton of different music genres and moods to find the right track for your specific project needs. And because they love supporting creators, they're offering 10% off when you use our promo code FEM10 at checkout. Again, that's FEM, F-E-M-M-E, 10 at jambox.io. Carolina and I are excited to talk to you, fam, about one of our newest sponsors. We are obsessed longtime users, which makes us extra excited for us to share with you, fam. So if you're into filmmaking, and really, why else would you be here? You've probably already heard of Celtics. Whether you're creating a feature film, short film, episodic series, video ad, or really any kind of video content, Celtics's video production tools can help you break and structure your story, write and edit your script, and manage every step of the pre-production and production process. You can guide story ideation with digital index cards, write your script using one of four script templates, set the visual direction for your project using the storyboard tool, break down your script quickly and easily with script asset tagging, Create daily shooting schedules, production calendars, and call sheets. Manage budgets and track costs. And do it all from a secure, cloud-based, and team-focused online studio. Head to Celtics.com, that's C-E-L-T-X dot com, to create your free two-project Celtics account. When you sign up, you'll get unlimited access to Celtics's full suite of tools for your first seven days. Celtics, the all-in-one solution for script writing and video production planning. What, so building that community, have you stuck with the same team throughout all your work? More or less. I mean, I definitely learned things about that too. Like you actually learn who you Mm -hmm. work well with and who you don't work well with too. You Mm -hmm. can still be really close friends with some people and like, you're like, you know what? I'm never going to like. 50 50 this with you because it ends up being like 80 20 and yeah (laughs) you know I mean I was kind of telling what was it Jonathan did the Geekscape live event not that long ago Mm -hmm. I think he was feeling a little like alone in some of it at times I was like but sweetie this is your company it's like I felt Mm -hmm. the same way sometimes with Weep Darlings but it's just it's your child so you're gonna be the one until you can like offer people tons and tons of money to like work with you it's just going to be that or like you have to care about it yeah. the most and work right the or like a profit it. share like a, 
uh, like a ownership of the company itself, then it's, Mm -hmm. it's going to mostly be you. But yeah, I mean, it was sad, like there was, I won't, I won't say who, but there was a a female director I really was excited to work with on Stalking LeVar and it ended up being a disaster. And and, and it turns out, I'm I'm pretty sure she was struggling with addiction, which is a serious thing, you know, Um, and and it ended up definitely burning some bridges with her, but I learned, actually learned a lot from that because at the time I was still finding my voice. It was still early on after I had not had a voice at all or had muffled my <laughs> voice. And, and, uh, there was some behavior that she displayed that I should have fired her for, but I was afraid to fire her. And, and now mm-hmm. I know it's like, yeah. you know what? No, like in the future, if I run into that, I'm just going to set that boundary. Right. So, yeah. And it yeah. just, it's not personal. It's business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've had to learn that the hard mm-hmm. way too. Yeah, it's unfortunate too because I was I want to bring in more women to do things, but you know, people are people, and not everyone's perfect. People are people. Yeah, like, yeah. just because you're a girl doesn't mean you're amazing. Just because you're a guy doesn't mean you're amazing, or anything mm-hmm. in between. Mm-hmm. You know, what it's it you just you just learn. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I well, that's why I was curious. Like, have you then found like feel like at this point you found your or people that you really jive with and like continue to work with. Cause that's where we're, we're hoping to, we're hoping to build yeah. our, our people yeah. started, but yeah. Mm-hmm. There are, and actually <laughs> funny, like Jonathan and I made a film together. So we teamed up, I teamed up with Geeks, Geekscape Aww. and, and Fonco, which is owned by mm-hmm. my friend Fon Davis. And uh, I love working with Fon. I've worked with Fon before. Jonathan and I, <laughs> we work okay together, but we figured out, <laughs> actually that it's not good for us to be partners on, on like a artistic thing. We, one of us needs to be the boss. Um, Mm -hmm. and one of us Mm -hmm. needs to be like the employee either, or, you know what I mean? So like, cause I mean, even though we were, when we shot chasing Fletcher Allen, we were going through some personal stuff too. Um, Mm -hmm. I think even now, the only thing that we ever really fight about is our film. (laughs) (laughs) we have arguments so like we just like from now on like um he's like yeah when you direct something i'll I'll bring cupcakes or whatever i mean yeah that sort of thing and 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 champion yeah yeah yeah. that's just like yeah the the moral well and you just you just kind of which is huge but we learned that we learned that like uh, Mm -hmm. he he doesn't he wrote with me like i wrote the first probably eight drafts before he jumped in there but like he doesn't yeah. like to sit down and write with you he likes to look at it and then make changes and then send it back and forth and back. <laughs> that's me to carolina oh, okay. she's the writer i'm the editor yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and he we definitely because you know he's funny like I, I needed him to add some of his funny into the script but mm-hmm. you know like i i like working with geekscape and now like we're gonna get married and stuff so that you know like we will you're married yeah <laughs> do we do we escape do we darling i don't know geek darlings but um yeah and then with the dream darlings people yeah there are certain people that i definitely will always go to and, and there awesome. are certain people that i've learned what role they're good in and what role may not be the best role for them and including myself for sure you know, yeah so. Yeah, you, you'll definitely, you'll, you'll continue to build a community. And I, I hope to continue to build community. It's fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. And as for a Dweeb Darling specifically, is it essentially then just you and like these people you want to keep working with, but as far as like actual like member of quote unquote Dweeb Darlings? That's a great question. Um, you know, Megan is definitely like, 
like an honorary like mm-hmm. part of it, even though she's not really that involved anymore. Um, it's mostly just me. Okay. Stephanie Press, when I consider to be like a founding member, you know, she mm-hmm. was there in the beginning. Uh, and she uh-huh. definitely is involved at times and things. And then sometimes she's not, I mean, but it's, it's mostly me. And then sometimes like, I think I was redoing the website and sometimes on the website, I'll have listed like who this is our post-production supervisor for now. And like, but I think we mm-hmm. were shifting all that stuff, you know, not because of any hard feelings. It's just people are, you know, juggling things and moving around. So like, yeah. but yeah, I guess Sweet Darlings is mostly me. So it's really Dweeb Darling. <laughs> but but I wanted to feel like a community you know and yeah. and I feel like people like America Young and stuff I consider her like part of us and you know yeah yeah this I was actually talking to my high school uh, drama teacher and her her class today on zoom and I was telling them it is Aww. really about like your friends and connections yeah. and who you meet and it really is a huge part of it it's yeah so mm-hmm. true that's and that's the one thing I like at least being out here it is a little bit more tangible within yeah. reach with the community in yeah. LA so that's I really appreciate but that you know aspect. something else too because I was talking to a friend recently about this of like at some point if I do want to move out of LA and just you know experience somewhere else but still keep acting and everything like I would have to go somewhere where there's a market right but I just hate the idea of like starting from scratch and my friend <clears throat> excuse me, was like, you're not starting from scratch, especially because you came from LA, which is one of the biggest markets. All of those relationships are still going to carry over. They're going to know somebody in this other market. They're going to help you reach out to somebody. Like you're not starting from scratch, which was a huge relief. I'm nodding. I'm nodding. Yes. Yes. For the listeners, we're we're nodding. nodding. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, all the people, like tons of our, our favorite female filmmakers on the show are not even from That's LA, cool. unfortunately. <laughs> That's <all right. laughs> We're like, no, I want to hang out with you. <laughs> That's adorable. But no, it's super awesome. So yeah. I always tell people like, yeah, you don't have to be in this town to be a filmmaker yeah. or actress Especially or now. do whatever you Especially want. Now. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. When I first moved here, it wasn't like that. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. it's I like it. I like it too. I like it here. I like it. Yeah. I like it here. Tessa, just get, just shut the I noise. wish it would. I'm, I'm not, not going to move right away, you guys. I wish it would rain. <laughs> she, she keeps staying. Yeah. I wish it would just rain more than just like one week a year. That's that's my yeah. main complaint. Because my skin gets so dry. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Girl, my hair. That's like our winter is the one week of rain that we have I know. Here, right? like, and I missed it. Jonathan and I went to Austin to see his family. So uh-huh. the whole week that it rained, I missed all the rain. Oh. Wah, wah. <laughs> Well, tell us a little bit more about your upcoming film, like kind of where you are in the process with that. The domestic violence one, the abuse one. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very early. There's also a sci-fi film that I want to make that I actually put on hold because of COVID. But um, the, the, yeah, so it's about, it's about religious abuse and, and like child abuse and sort of like breaking free from that it's it's based mm-hmm. on something that happened in my life it's very very scary I've written a few drafts of the script and I thought I, I showed it to Jonathan I was just like because he he gets on to me he, he tries to be crazy sometimes because I'll be like oh, I'm not getting auditions why am I and he's like you need to keep writing and I'm like leave me alone you know because <laughs> he has like a thousand stories in his head all the time you know and it, mm-hmm. it's still kind of like it takes a lot of effort for me to come up with something. Um, 
but I was kind of inspired by my friend Minerva Vier, who she she made a film called Shevolution, which is like the best title ever about yeah. a, like a domestic violence uh, relationship she was in and like her addiction and like how she went through that and, and evolved. And she's mm-hmm. been like, every festival is taking it. Wow. She's won all these awards. It's a beautiful film. So proud yeah. of her. Aww. And, and it's really based on actual events in her life. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I should just, I should just, <laughs> she can be vulnerable yeah. and like that to that degree. Yeah. yeah it's definitely motivating. Yeah. So like I, <laughs> when you're really, scared, yeah. I, I wrote it though. I wrote it and I, I showed it to Jonathan and he finally read it. And I thought Jonathan's like, he's, he's a teacher too. Like that's his day mm-hmm. job. He mm-hmm. teaches at a film school. And I thought he's going to be, he's always honest with me about scripts. And I thought, oh God, here we go. And he, he texts (laughs) me like a few pages in and he's like, this is already freaking amazing. You better make this film. Like it's written so well. And I'm like, you're crazy. Stop it. And he's like, no. And he's like, (laughs) he'll joke. He'll say like, you write better without me. Like, like (laughs) as opposed to us writing together, he thinks like, cause he likes all the stalking of our scripts and everything that I've written. Um, so right. I, I showed it to Chimera project. I'm hoping, cause it does kind of have a little bit of a PSA feel to it. Okay. Though I, I don't necessarily want it to be just a PSA. It could definitely yeah. fall into that category. Um, I want mm-hmm. to use like public domain hymns as like the soundtrack, you know, yeah. uh, especially poignant ones that like have a theme that go with the story, like, I'll fly away, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys know, like I have, I'm, I know Mormon hymns are probably like completely like the, the whole other thing. I'm just thinking about like the, <laughs> I've actually found like some crossover yeah. in some Christian religions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was raised Catholic. I, I went to Catholic school my whole life until college. So I yeah. feel like I know every Catholic hymn to exist at this point, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know a few of the Catholic hymns, but like, this is all like, I grew up Church of Christ and Church of Christ is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to like badmouth it. This is more about like specific when people take something out of context and use it for controlling purposes or like they misunderstand yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I think, you know, yeah. like a lot, my, my friend, I have a, I have a really good friend is a political <laughs> comedian. His name's John Fugelsang. And like, he is so smart when it comes to like religion um, and like the the political climate right now and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and how like how people who say that they support this person I won't say a name mm-hmm. maybe that doesn't really coincide with them supporting Jesus you know like it's not quite yeah. the same thing and it's a really good point you know um that that's sort of the angle that I'm taking with it and then you know in the in the south too there's all this um especially when I was younger, it was starting to go away, but like, you know, physical discipline and all this stuff and, yeah. and people who had tempers that weren't able to control it because they were going through whatever they mm-hmm. were going through. And then they take the, and mm-hmm. then they pile on the, like, well, you're a woman and you're a child and you need to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's based on a situation that happens. And I, I really hope that it can help me like express myself, but also help other people who might be struggling with that. Um, some of the, like the board members at 
a chimera, like they might, I'm, I'm kind of pitching it to them. I've made a pitch deck for it to see like if there's any way that they could partner with me, even just by being a fiscal sponsor or something like that. It's about finding money, yeah. the money for it too. That's exactly where totally. we're at we with just, our film. So we yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't want it to, I don't want it to be like super expensive. Jonathan's like, you need mm-hmm. to get a name to play this character. And I'm like, uh, like <laughs> we've gotten, I mean, we've got a name actor. We have a name actor in chasing Fletcher Allen and it's great, but, um, I don't necessarily need that. I just want it to be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's also how we feel. Yeah. We get that. Cause we want to start it. Yeah. So we're like, that's us. It's yeah. our name. I want to direct this one and I haven't directed a ton. So I'm like, that's but I, I, I want to shoot it kind of like you guys watch handmaid's tale. I haven't, I've only watched the very beginning. They just have, they have this really I'm cool, shook. the DP really knows their shiznit, you know, because like, it's just mm-hmm. this really cool, like you, they shoot stuff kind of like, like it's a painting in the wides. And then sometimes mm-hmm. the close-ups are like in and out of focus and things like that, that I wanted to have, because it's really about a character based on me who goes home for a funeral and is sort of flooded with all these memories of, of what happens and then has to encounter mm-hmm. this behavior that she, you know, got away from, but now has to be reminded mm-hmm. of. So. Yeah. Right. Taken right mm-hmm. back to And it. how she deals yeah. with it and how she frees herself from it. So. Do you have a title for it yet? No, I can't think of one. Okay. I wish it could have come up with something cool, like she evolution. <laughs> Minerva. Give it time. You will. Another <laughs> friend I need to introduce you to. Yeah. yeah. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. She's Filipino American and she's like Mm -hmm. just killing it, killing it. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love that. No, I agree. The title is perfect, but titles take time. They do. I always thought I had to have it before like I could really even like get in there, but no, you just need a working title and Mm -hmm. figure it out. Or just untitled. Yeah. This is is the first time I haven't been able to come. Like Stalking LeVar came to me like that, you know? Yeah. But like I... I can't, I can't, but I will. It'll, it'll come yeah. to me. It'll come to me. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you, cause you're still in the writing process too. Yeah. It, I'm right? still making edits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll, you'll, it'll, it'll come through there. Girl, we know. Yeah. I'm like still like now I'm on revision four or mm-hmm. five of the whole thing. It's yeah. So yeah. But I'm, I like, I'm excited to hopefully make it this year. Fingers crossed. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm also planning a wedding so I'm flipping my hair while I say that I'm planning <laughs> just just a few things planning. she has to plan you guys no big deal <laughs> so that's awesome. really like I mean and and we're still like Jonathan wants to make a couple changes to chasing Fletcher Allen I mm-hmm. that's see that's what we argue about like, he wants to do all these changes and I'm like but I like it you know but he's like but yeah. I want to do this and this and this and I'm like okay well Maybe he can, if I'm going to let him have a pass at it and see if he can make it better than I already think it is. But we've, we've won small awards and nice. yeah, we've won. Congrats. Yeah. Best comedy short at Lady Filmmakers. That's really best nice. Short film at the Reedy Reels Festival in my hometown, which was cool. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Heidi, for coming on today and all of this. I think this was a super great conversation. Yay. I mean, we did everything from like the really personal kind of dark stuff to like 
what it takes to build, you know, your community and, and all of that. And just, yeah, I think this was a really great episode. So thank you so much. And I'm excited to connect with your friends that you've mentioned yeah. too. So like I said, that's always like a bonus, yeah. you know, when we get to meet more people through our guests. I'm, so. uh, yeah, I'm excited to introduce you. Well, thank you for having me so much. I really appreciate it. No, we are honored. Um, and anywhere else our followers can oh, yes. Plug stay. Your social media oh. websites, all of that stuff. Okay. Yes you know, stay following along. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I mean, I think I'm at Ms. MS Heidi Cox, um, on everything, including my website is also Ms. Heidi Cox.com. Not, not miss Ms. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, but yeah, it's like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I think even TikTok, even though I don't have any videos yet, I'm just starting to figure that thing out. That thing's crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, um, and then it'll, it'll take you to Dweeb Darlings. I mean, Dweeb Darlings okay. is also on Perfect. social media too. So. Perfect. All right, guys, we'll plug it in, in the, the show notes, yeah. but there you have it. Miss awesome. Heidi Cox, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the Fem Fam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.